Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Grassroots Pharmacy. We'll be telling you more about them in just a bit. We're going to be talking basketball recruiting, USA basketball, and a familiar face in a new place for UK football. But Kyle, we got to start out with the big news of the day. Did you break this news technically with your steakhouse Uh, dining? I mean, sort of, yeah. Uh, I think it was a done deal before they left the uh, Jeff Ruby's. I I just happened to be be taking my wife uh, out for the first time to try Jeff Ruby's. First time she's felt good enough to go try to eat at a place like that. And uh, we were there while they while uh, Brandon Boston Jr. and his family were here on his official visit and out to dinner uh, to their fancy prospect dinner with the entire Kentucky coaching staff and and I mean everybody was there. Uh, they were in the private room that's got like these jumbo sized uh, like replicas of all of Kentucky's national championship trophies. So that's a nice thing in a re- in a in a restaurant off campus that you have to sell to people. Um, but they had, I mean, Cal was there, Kenny was there, Joel was there, Robic was there. Uh, I didn't see Tony Barbie, but I assume he was probably there too. Um, everybody was there. Ashton Hagens was there as his host. It was a huge party, and every I, I, I saw most of those coaches uh, at one point during the night going in and out of the dining room or or leaving for for the evening, and they looked. Very, 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 very pleased. I, I mean, they were they were not doing a good job of hiding their excitement about what was going on in there. And so, uh, yeah, I tweeted that out that uh, the place was the restaurant was awesome, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Kentucky's got some good news coming. So, uh, in the next was well, the next morning, I guess, right? It's that yesterday morning. Yeah, I think uh, our buddy Evan Daniels um, broke the news like officially, and then it was tweeted out all over the place, including. Uh, by Brandon Boston Jr. himself. Have we ever got? He goes by BJ uh, Boston, I guess. Brandon Jr. There, um, but I keep like I see Brandon Boston. So if you're like, it might be a little bit confusing if you're not like all the way locked in. Brandon Boston and BJ Boston are the the same person. So don't be yeah. super super confused. Although although his dad's on Twitter as Brandon Boston as well. So yeah, so there there you go. But um, uh, yeah. So that's where there, I mean, there's been a ton of coverage on this. Uh, your buddy. And colleague Sam Vecini has a breakdown of him as a prospect. Um, you know, we, we mentioned how our buddy Evan Daniels, he had some quotes from him. Um, I mean, the, the typical kind of things you'll hear about how he said that uh, Kentucky knows how to use their wings and he wanted to be a part of that. Um, Kyle, like well, as a prospect, just, you know, you saw him at the EYBL. Um, I, I do, you've, you kind of already have told on yourself on social media, but and I think you've mentioned it on this podcast as well, but I'd like for you to kind of roll through your initial reaction of seeing him as a as a, just a person and then seeing him play and how that kind of changed your perception a little bit. Yeah, so he's teammates with another on the Nike circuit with another five-star Kentucky target, Sharif Cooper, the point guard, who's a, a little guy. Uh, but he was killing it. He was just torching this team. Um and he's likely headed to Auburn, by the way, even though he still says Kentucky's in the mix. I, I would be shocked if he goes anywhere but Auburn. Um, and so I was first – I mean, I knew Brandon Boston was on that roster. I had not seen him play. 
uh, I was first kind of captivated by Sharif Cooper. And then I'm like, somebody's like, oh, that's Brandon Boston. And, I, and I look at him and I said, I'm thinking like, and I think I said out loud in several different ways, like sort of like, there's no way this little scrawny kid. I mean, he's very, very skinny. Um, you know, as a top 10 player. And then he starts playing and he's just scoring at will on everybody. Um, and he and Sharif Cooper were pretty lethal. So, um, He's he's the real deal. He is very skinny, but that doesn't uh, that did not stop him. I think he averaged like twenty one a game on the Nike circuit. Um, he, he's a he's a very smooth scorer. You know, in the conversation for the you know among the best scorers in the class, um, and and really one of the more interesting things about him is not uh, that doesn't have anything to do with his game, but where he's going to play high school basketball for his final season. He is going to the Sierra Canyon School, which I think we've talked about a couple times on here. But that team is absolutely ridiculous. And, and uh, as you mentioned, Sam Vecini uh, at The Athletic, he, he does a lot of our NBA draft prospect breakdowns and things like that. Um, he wrote a, a long piece. I recommend Kentucky fans read it, really diving into who Brandon Boston is as a player. But part of it is also, you know, Everything he's heard is that the kid comes from a really good support system, a good, you know, has a good family, has a good head on his shoulders, and that's all important. One, because he's going to Kentucky where it can swallow you up, but before he gets to Kentucky, he's going to this mega super high school team that is going to be the absolute center of attention in terms of national high school coverage. Uh, I imagine ESPN is going to be at their games. They have. Uh, all these guys have transferred in to play there, and that includes Brandon Boston, uh, another top 10 2020 kid, Zaire Williams, uh, another four-star 2020 kid, Taryn Frank, a five-star 2022 kid, Amari Bailey, and then Dwayne Wade's son, Zaire, and LeBron James' son, Ronnie James, uh, are all on the same high school team out in California. So he's going to He's going to go through sort of the, the media circus ringer before he ever gets to Kentucky to go through the media circus ringer. So that, assuming he handles it well, that's a good sort of a good preparatory situation for him. Yeah, and uh, jumping back real quick, Kyle, to your to your comments about like his scoring, I, I got pulled up his numbers real quick, and that's well, it's actually through uh, Sam's article. He averaged twenty one point six points per game uh, in EYBL. He shot fifty two point one percent. And, um, you know, being a wing scorer, people were wondering about his outside shooting ability. And our buddy John Hale had, had dug a little deeper because if you just look at this year's EYBL numbers, it wasn't particularly good. He only shot 24.2% um, from behind the three-point line. But last season, going into his junior year, he shot over 40%. He made 33 of 81 shots from behind the arc. So, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of tough to exactly tell. Uh, from a prospect, but when you just watch some of the videos, it seems like he does have that jumper to go with the kind of fluid athleticism that makes him such a high-level prospect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's he's got a really well-rounded game. Um, it it did. I think it did cause some panic than seeing the twenty-ish percent three-point shooting uh, this year on the EYBL circuit. But he, uh, in addition to shooting forty-some percent the year before. Uh, Ben Roberts pointed out that he shot like, I think he said like 70 something percent from three in the peach jam the year before. Um, so I, I think, I think he's going to be just fine in all facets and he certainly, uh, is, is a good you know, mid-level and at the rim score as well. 
Yeah, I mean, he just seems like that's like scorer, I think, is the best way to describe his offensive game. It's one of those deals where he can just, you know, kind of get to the get put the ball in the hoop in a, ver- a variety of different ways. Um, and so it's like it's almost like the opposite of hero. Where everyone wanted to pigeonhole him as a shooter. It's just like, uh, you know, I think Boston can do everything and people are maybe leaning on his shot as being the weak point. But I don't think it necessarily um, will be that case coming up next. Well, I want to talk about the impact of what this means going forward for UK's basketball um, recruiting. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Grassroots Pharmacy, which is a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on nutrition, supplementation, and alternative therapies like CBD oil. They're located at 2304 Sir Barton Way in the Hamburg Pavilion. Uh, right next to the four-way stop at the Best Buy on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. from and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, and Kyle, you sh- scoped out some new products they got out there, right? Yes, yes, they uh, they are going to <laughs> they are going to be carrying some uh, CBD oil that I am. Uh, promoting, uh, that I started to use and, um, and my, well, my wife started to use it and it's really helped her quite a bit, um, with all her various medical issues has made her feel a lot better, helped her sleep. Um, it's called wild health. Um, and you can go to their website and this is, this is a free ad for them, but go to their website and use promo code Kyle 10 and get 10% off. But also, uh, our buddies at Grassroots are soon to be carrying that in their store, and I believe they'll be the only people, certainly the only people in Hamburg and maybe the only uh, brick-and-mortar store in Lexington right now that'll be carrying Wild Health. Uh, it's really good stuff. They have a bunch of different strengths. They have a bunch of different formulations. Eventually, they're going to have a sleep, a specific sleep formula. They're going to have a sports performance formula, but uh, that's the kind of stuff that they have at Grassroots. It's pretty awesome. It's all um, – in addition to your prescription type drugs, they have a lot of um, holistic type things to to try to help people feel better uh, naturally. And they, if they can do it, they like to like to support local businesses, which this one is as well. Yeah, so go to grassrootspharmacy.com or you can give them a call 859-263-1382. That's grassrootspharmacy.com. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. So, Kyle, um, I wanted to talk about the fact, like, what this means for UK basketball recruiting going forward, because I feel like this could be the first domino in kind of a series of recruits. And you know, we've we've often tried to figure out who the the next guy is going to be or the first guy. Uh, Boston was the first guy, but I think that's what's interesting is the fact that it seems like this could be a big year for UK on the West Coast. You just mentioned he's transferring in um, to the the school out there, and then they're also in heavy pursuit of Jalen Green and Josh Christopher, who he is very very friendly with. And I was actually watching one of the many documentaries that a lot of those uh, basketball video sites do on YouTube. I think this one was through uh, Slam. It was just a day in the life of uh, Brandon Boston Jr. I think was the title, and he was talking about fashion and he was talking about how he wears the skinny jeans. And he said, shout out to my boys, Jalen Green and Josh Christopher, for giving me that Cali swag or something along those lines. I probably screwed that line up. But anyway, the, those three guys are very tight. And I think if you could tell you, the UK staff right now, that would be the three the three kind of wing and um, backcourt 
uh, crew they would sign, they would be really, really happy. This is you said Jalen Green and Josh Christopher. Yes, with with Brandon Boston. Yeah, that would be the best. I mean, I mean those three alone might give Kentucky the number one class, right? They're all three top ten players. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, that would be quite an answer to the idea of you know Kentucky losing a step with the elite guys. Um, you know, and I, I think they're in. I, I think they're in a great spot with Christopher. I think they're in a battle with Memphis on uh, Jalen Green, but in a good spot. Um, they could certainly sign that group. And, you know, I think they may sell Jalen Green on the, you know, possibility of playing some point guard uh, because they don't, right now, they don't look like they're in a great position with any point guards in the class. And I know Ben Roberts had an update on a 2021 kid, five star point guard, um, who there's a lot of buzz about reclassifying, and he's already got a Kentucky offer. So maybe that's where they go. But if they don't sign a true point guard, you know, that may even help their case with a guy like Jalen Green. Yeah, that would be Devin Askew, or Askew. Um, that's the six foot three prospect out of California. Yeah. Seems like UK's going west a lot, which would be an interesting kind of maneuver if they can get that done. They haven't had a ton of success um, out there, but it seems like they're in really, really good, really good spot for, for them. And we've mentioned, I, I think we mentioned it on here with Josh Christopher, how he was like, a legit UK fan growing up and like and bought national championship gear after 2020 title. And I guess he would have been what nine or 10 or something along those lines. So that can't hurt <laughs> in the recruitment. No, I, you know, and it is odd that they've suddenly opened up maybe this pipeline to the West, I guess maybe, maybe it's, uh, they all got on board the Johnny Juzang hype train and, uh, rode it from California to Lexington. That's a nonstop train. That's a bullet train. <laughs> That's right. There's no, and it's never going to stop. No, that would that now that's the infinity train. What's the uh, what's the movie where they just uh, the world freezes and they circle the they circle the globe in a train? Polar Express. No. Oh man, what is it called? It's such a good. It's a good movie. People should watch it, but I can't remember what it is to tell them. If you remember the name of that one, please uh, send us a tweet at Locked On UK. Um, we you mentioned the the hype train there. We got our whistles, our whistles winners. Shout out to everybody that tweeted in. Did you see the earliest tweet that came in from that contest, Kyle? No, it was like two thirty in the morning. Oh wow, good good on that person. I, oh, the the movie is called Snowpiercer, and it really like it really is good. It has ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's a strange movie, but it's really good. Okay. I think that's on like either Amazon Prime or Netflix yeah. or something. So yeah, it's got Chris Element, Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton. It's got some people you'd recognize in it. Octavia Spencer, Ed Harris. It's it's a good. It's a very good, strange, the violent movie. I love Ed Harris. Yes, he's really, really. It's, was Ed Harris the guy who was like the uh, uh, sort of sidekick commander, whatever you call him, in Quantum Leap? I have no idea. That's you the probably team. Don't even know, you no. don't even know what Quantum Leap is, do you? I do, because hopefully the next jump is the jump home. <laughs> uh, let's see, I'm trying to... But I didn't watch a ton of episodes, I just remember the tagline, and I honestly remember the intro, because it's one of the better intros. It's like so 80s, where they're just figuring out how to do some special effects with him, like fading in and out of historical scenes. Oh yeah, no, it's not, it's not Ed Harris, though. His... Uh his like advisor or whatever his name is Dean Stockwell but he's uh yeah if you if you see him you'd recognize him but anyway we're we're going down a rabbit hole here a quantum leap 
rabbit hole. Yeah, sometimes we do that on on this uh, this show. I, I mean, I think that 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 kind of wraps up. I guess um, you know I'll just pose that question again. But I, I feel like the recruit the the question that we were talking about earlier about the next guy that commits. That's still a huge question mark. I don't know who it'll be, but I feel like at this point, Kyle, there are a lot more possible names than it felt like even a few weeks ago with the 2020 class. I just I think like things might get rolling and they might really maybe not pick all the way up where they'll get all these commitments knocked out early, but I think that they're going to get a couple more, um, you know, maybe even before uh, the college season starts. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, there's also Infale Dante out there who could be a, a reclass option. So you've got you've got kind of a few things um, in motion there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know uh, where is, the, you know, the kid, four-star kid. He's like a, around a top 50-ish type player, power forward, um, who uh, has a Kentucky. I think he's the latest guy to get a Kentucky offer. Lance Ware is his name. Uh, he's from Camden, New Jersey. Um, uh, I think they're in a very, very good spot with him. Um, you know, Andrew Slater, who's a guy who's really plugged into uh, recruiting. He tweeted after the the news of him getting an offer. He said, "If you know this guy, this one is over." <laughs> so I think I think Kentucky feels pretty good about getting uh, getting where. But yeah, I think that's one. There's in Vali Dante. If he reclassifies, that would be, I think, either Kentucky or Oregon at this point. I think it's, uh, there's been some, some speculation out there on the internet in the last couple of days that can, you know, it's about to happen now. And Kentucky's the team to beat everything I gather. It remains a coin flip. If Kentucky is the team to beat, I don't think Kentucky knows it's the team to beat. <laughs> I think, I think it is, uh, very much up in the air, but I do, I do think it's Kentucky or Oregon for him. Um, and obviously it, it, it's not, you're not exactly breaking news to tell people that it's going to be soon because if he doesn't announce by August and, you know, within the first couple of days of August, he's not going to be able to enroll in college and play college basketball because uh, school's about to start. So, um, but you know, there's that. And as far as some of those other guys, I don't know what their timelines are, but I, I do feel like Kentucky is in, in a very, very good spot with quite a few very good players. And this, to me, has a, it does have a chance to be, you know, maybe Cal's best class in the last, you know, what, three or four years? Yeah. Um, you know, not ever, not even close. But, but in, you know, in this time that people have started saying, like, is he losing his touch? I think it has a chance to be the best class in that stretch of, uh, time and really maybe reestablish that they're they're not really they they haven't fallen uh, very fall at all far at all in recruiting. Yeah, and then the last note on uh, Boston is it was interesting, and this kind of gets gets Kentucky to flip the the kind of joke that had been you know the dream school thing where a lot of a couple guys had come out and said oh Kentucky was my dream school, and then they ultimately pick uh, somebody else, Boston. In that same video I was referencing earlier, that mini documentary, he was talking about players he looked up to, and he specifically mentioned Jason Tatum. And if I'm recalling correctly, Kyle, I feel like Duke was considered the leader uh, for Boston kind of early on. Um, and so it it was it was a it's a I'm sure the the staff is glad to have a win kind of against Duke to a certain extent. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Joel Justice tweeting out the. Uh, the Celtics fan celebrating 
uh, in a Boston jersey that happened to be the Jason Tatum jersey feels like maybe not coincidental and a, and pretty terrific uh, subtweeting slash whatever you want to call it, trolling slash uh, one of the best versions I've seen of a coach celebrating a commitment without officially celebrating a commitment. It was pretty good. Coming up next, some USA basketball talk that involves Kentucky. And then, as I mentioned, uh, the new position for UK football. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. So uh, this is some information that I think had kind of been known, but UK basketball sent out the the tweet, and I guess this kind of makes it semi-official. There'll be three former Kentucky players at the USA Basketball World Cup training camp. Uh, that's going to be taking place in, I guess, Nevada, either this starting this week, I believe. Both Bam Adebayo and Julius Randle are invited to the training camp, and then De'Aaron Fox will be on the USA Basketball Select team, which is just kind of the team that scrimmages against the training camp team. I forget exactly how many uh, players will be able to go to China, but if you're on the training camp squad, I think that there's a pretty good chance you'll you'll make the trip over to China and play in the FIBA uh, World Cup. Yeah, it's it's you know that's a important step either way to kind of get in the pipeline, USA Basketball pipeline, and for Kentucky to have some sort of replenish their uh, uh, their presence there because you know it wasn't that long ago that Demarcus Cousins and John Wall were like major figures with USA Basketball, um, and they've both suffered major major injuries that have diminished them as players, and John Wall still trying to come back. Uh, Cousins was sort of a shell of his former self last season and going to try to prove that he can get back to that level this year with the Lakers. Anthony Davis, I guess, is is Anthony one of the guys that he 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 backed out early, right? Saying he was focusing on yes. on uh, pursuit of it. That's like the the standard line now for all these these stars. They've all backed out saying they're going to focus on their seasons. And like for for one, I don't totally fault them. I, it's so much basketball. Uh, in the one time a year where you can rest and recover and not, uh, you know, have your body break down further. Um, and if you're in the if you're in the peak of your championship chasing window, um, you know, you have to. I think I do think you have to think long and hard about that. But it does give some good young, really good young players a chance. I mean, Darren Fox is kind of a budding star in the NBA now. Yeah, the, there's no question. He's he's been you know talked about as one of the the next potential kind of superstars. Um, in that league, and he's a big reason why so many people are just interested to see what the Sacramento Kings uh, become in in the upcoming seasons. Also, uh, USA Basketball, Ryan Howard, UK women's basketball product, helped lead the FIBA U19 women's team to a gold medal. They finished that up on Friday. They were over in, or on uh, Sunday, I believe, they were over in Thailand. So I think that's her second gold medal. I think she won in a three-on-three competition last year. So not just the men's team that is uh, representing the red, white, and blue. Uh, Ryan Howard as well, and she's a she's a fantastic player. I think it was often said last year she might have been the best freshman basketball player on campus last season, and that actually probably wasn't such a crazy statement when you look back um, at the stats. Uh, we'll wrap up today congratulating Courtney Love of his promotion. He is moving into Freddie Maggard's old role, uh, role as uh, director of Player Development, I believe, is the title uh, with UK Football. I think he was a grad assistant uh, or, or one of those um, quality control coaches. I can't exactly remember his title from last season, 
uh, but now he'll be kind of the full-time staff member helping guys um, transition into life after football. And, you know, Kyle, I know you've got to talk to Courtney Love a lot. I think he's going to do really, really well in that spot. Yeah, he's, you know, if I think about the kind of person you'd want to uh, have mentoring your current players that players would respect um, on life after football, he'd probably be a good uh, a good representative of that, uh, as I think Freddie was. Um, Freddie Maggard, who had that position before, another former player. I, I think it's a cool thing to have, to have one of your former players do. Um, one, because it gives a job to a former player uh, and keeps them involved in the program. But two, I do think, and especially with Courtney being more recent, like some of the guys on this team played with Courtney Love, um, there'll be a little more connection and maybe they listen a little more to a guy like that. Um, and, and I think it's a very important piece of the program that I, I don't, I'm, I assume many top programs have something like it, but I don't know that, that they all do. And I think it's a really great service to these guys to say, Hey, here are these speakers, regular speakers are bringing in to teach you about how to invest your money, how to not get taken advantage of, uh, you know, seeking out, connecting them with internships and jobs. I think that's, uh, all excellent stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, the name, the title is director of player development and that come came with a lot of things. And, you know, they've been talking, they've been tweeting and on social media, all those things, the four for 40 campaign, which is, it's kind of semi self-explanatory. Basically they're talking about your four years in college will lead to your next 40 years um, of life. And they do a lot of great things this season, this off season, UK football has been tweeting out all the internships that many of their players have been doing and how that's, development developing them um into uh, men and uh, have the ability to move on after football and i mean you've seen a lot of maturity just in uh, a lot of different guys lynn bowden specifically comes to mind talking to him down at sec media days you can kind of see a different outlook um for him and what he's looking to do this year so i think love will be great in that role um, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the show as i mentioned you can follow us the show on social media at Locked On UK on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. I am at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. Please subscribe to the podcast and share it with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Hang on a second. Ooh, I had to cough there. Um, vehicle, uh, in that same uh, 